And now, two pigeons bemoaning the fact you can stream DirecTV satellite-free. Hey, Frank, a little birdie told me you don't need a satellite dish to get DirecTV. What's the little birdie? Was it Jimmy the Sparrow? It's a figure of speech. Point is, you can stream DirecTV over the internet now. Oh, sure. Next you're going to tell me those big birds are made of metal and filled with people, right? <laughs> you mean airplanes? Stream DirecTV without a satellite dish. Visit DirecTV.com. High-speed internet service required. Terms and restrictions apply. My girlfriend thinks I'm a poser, and I'm not a poser. I am a real emo. Emo is who I am. Good morning, sweet world, and welcome to the No Dunks Podcast on the Athletic Network. It's Wednesday, April 28th. Happy bump. Nope, not bump. Hump day. I was thinking about <laughs> bump. Remember bump? We used to work with him. Sure. I was thinking about his. I think because Lee was showing us pencils and bump had a lot of pens and I had bump somehow <laughs> in my head, but it's actually a hump day. Uh, anyway, I'm J.E. Skeets along with me. My top shot hot boy, Trey Kirby. Hey, yo. Hey, yo. We got the international man of mystery taking it to the max, Lee Ellis. <laughs> Friends. Mm. Lee Lee. And last but not least, to making the magic happen, it's JD. Hello. There he is, and here we are. Shout out to the stream team joining us live right now on YouTube. Smash that like button, leave your comments, and please, please, please subscribe. We are inching our way closer to 40K, sub by sub. So play your part and subscribe to No Dunks on YouTube. Email us your questions and comments for the next Beach Steppin' podcast, nodunksattheathletic.com. Hitting the beach later this afternoon, guys, so you can join us live at 3 p.m. Eastern on YouTube. We'll have it up soon after that, wherever you download and listen to podcasts. Always a fun time on the beach. You guys sent in another great batch of questions and comments, so we'll have some fun there. Again, later this afternoon here on a Wednesday. And finally, go grab your sweet No Dunks merch over at nodunks.com. And before I get into what's on today's show, Lee, I can't believe mm. I didn't say this over the last couple of days. Unbelievable, very solid play last Friday <laughs> with Bo Estes, the guy yeah. that is the voice, the goatmentator of the NBA and NBL um, top 10 plays. So uh, yeah. great job. That was fantastic. Yeah, it was fun. I was just trying to uh, spice it up a little bit, and I thought he was the perfect guy for that. Sent him a little DM. He responded straight away, and then uh, just all came together. So, yeah, it was a lot of fun with the big boat. Yeah, you were dropping bars in your setup oh, for him. And, like, a lot of people it. wanted to know, did you write the VSP, like, rhymes for him, or did was that all... Of course not. No, no, it's all him, no yeah. you know I like to outsource my work anyway. <laughs> For and sure. I thought uh, I'll give him the plays, and uh, he can do whatever he wants with them. And I thought he just did a perfect job. But I wrote my own intro, and uh, surprised myself to be honest. <laughs> yeah, it turns out you're a good rapper when there's absolutely no music behind yeah. you. That's that's the key for you. A spoken yeah. word genius. Yeah. Yeah, I, th I think I'm lagging here, so I don't know if you guys are seeing this or not. But uh, yeah, I just you know just started writing it out, and then it just grew and grew and grew, and now I've got a frog in my throat. What a great start to the day this oh, is! Oh yeah, <laughs> happy bump day, everyone! Happy bump day, everyone! Yeah, yeah. I really got us off to a great start. You know what? I blame that stupid cold open for this rough start. You know, it was too mm. quick. I wasn't ready to go. <laughs> you know, okay, he's emo. I get it. Ah, oh, jeez, discombobulated here on a Wednesday. It's okay. We got tweet of the night. We got pick'em results. Trey, you do have a, a fun top five for us, which I'm That's very right. excited about. We haven't had a top five, top five, top five in a while here. Um, but first, guys, let's play a little What You Got. What You Got? 
Yeah. You want to drop some bars over this, Lee? It's a nice beat there for you. No? <laughs> the top short shot boys are hot. We're about to play what you got. So tell me all you got. I want to hear the lot. Okay. You know what? Not bad. Not bad. Not bad. Right on the spot. Off the top of the dome there, Lee Ellis. Okay, first one. We had some wild outcomes in the association on Tuesday. In Boston, Lou Dort. Dort! Drop your Dorts in the stream team. Scored 24 as OKC upset the Celtics, hurting uh, the C's playoff position in the process. We'll get to that. That was bad. This might be worse. I don't know. The Warriors were stuck on 12 points for over nine minutes. <laughs> the NBA's <laughs> longest scoring drought in almost a dozen years. Uh, during a 133-103 loss to Dallas, uh, the visiting Mavs there went on a 28-0 run. It was over in a hurry, and I imagine a lot of people were, uh, okay, done with this game and clicking Night-night. away. Yeah, so both pretty brutal here. Um, but what was the more embarrassing loss? TK, you can get us started. So the Celtics losing to OKC or the Warriors uh, not being able to score there for basically 10 minutes to the Dallas Mavericks. What you got? Oh, Skeets, it's got to be the Beantown blowout. I know what you're thinking. The Celtics, they only lost by four points. But losing by four points to the Thunder, that's kind of like losing by 30. Because as John Hollinger pointed out yesterday, coming in uh, to this matchup against the Celtics, the Thunder had lost 14 14 in a row. All but three of them were by double figures. He said a 25-game season-ending losing streak is definitely on the table. Just an amazing tank to the finish line. You can't deny it. But then, but then, the Celtics lost, and you can't blame them, going against Lugan's legend. I saw the, (laughs) he saw the thunder on the verge of setting a franchise record with 15 straight losses. Quote Lou Dort, I saw that today, and I said to Shea Gilgis-Alexander, Shea, we're winning today. <laughs> oh, that's, that's a Dorton T right there. <laughs> but still, embarrassing stuff for the Celtics. No Tatum, no Kemba, no Boston Rob. This should still be a win for the Celtics, especially if they're trying to avoid this play-in tournament. But like Jalen Brown said, Celtics didn't come out with any sense of urgency. Just assumed they would beat the Thunder. You saw in the last minute, wide open lanes for the Thunder to get dunks. You got to go out and actually beat the teams that you're supposed to beat. OKC turned the ball over 27 times. They blew a double digit lead in the second half. They tried to give this thing away. Boston still couldn't take it. I hated that Master Chief and Happy Wedge had to see this in person. (laughs) Celtics now tied with Miami at 32 and 30. These two teams have a couple of games against each other left this season. That might determine which of these teams is safe in the sixth spot and which of them is safe in seventh because the Celtics, they have been struggling, and that was an ugly one last night. It's only a four-point loss, but it feels like a lot worse. Oh, yeah, that was bad. Was that more embarrassing, though, Lili, than uh, the Warriors, again, just forgetting how to score the basketball for a good chunk of that game? I mean, the Warriors losing to the Mavericks is not a bad loss. I mean, the Mavericks you expect would sort of have a bit of a bounce-back performance from losing to the Kings a night earlier. The way that they gave up 28-0 to is obviously pretty bad when you've got the greatest scorer maybe of all time on your team. So uh, things went bad there for the Golden State Warriors. But yeah, the Boston Celtics, I think, just decided they were going to win this game last night and uh, didn't really count on the Thunder 
lighting them up from outside and inside. And uh, and that's the thing with the Celtics. They've had some wins recently over the Warriors and the Phoenix Suns, and then they dropped this absolute stinker at home here to the uh, the Thunder. They tried to make it close, but the Thunder held firm, knocked in some free throws at the end. And uh, I honestly don't really know if anyone's even seeing me right now because I've got the no, Wi-Fi we're signal. Seeing you. We're seeing oh, really? You. Yeah, 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 you're, oh, you're, you're man, very... Yeah, you're a little, um, you know, robotic, uh, a little <laughs> I've laggy. I've got the Wi-Fi but... signal up here on the stream yard. And, you know, when it's down to just one bar, it's there. And I'm just like, well, just keep going. Just plow through because it goes through still okay on the garage band. But, uh, yeah, this is the one that the Celtics, I think, probably just came into this game complacent and thought that the Thunder are tanking. We're going to win this game. Uh, and they got really got spanked in the end. I know it again. It's only four points, but that's the, one of the worst teams in the league. And they shouldn't be losing those at this point of the season. You said it was a stinker. Was it a stinker uh, in the sense of a stinky burp or a stinky fart? <laughs> oh, that was a burp. That was a burp for sure. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the the, the Warriors' loss was a fart because it That's was like, fart. ah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It was like, yeah, we, we, yeah, we just couldn't, you know, we couldn't get it going, but. Uh, that's one of those ones you're just like, oh, and, and Scalabrini and Mike Gorman on the broadcast are just kind of like, oh, oh yeah, oh, every time, like because the Thunder last night looked like a team. You're like, wow, how are they bad? Because they moved that ball, hit open shots, and then when they uh, when the defense came out, they just went inside and scored without any resistance from Boston. So uh, this is a good win for OKC. What does it mean? Absolutely nothing really for them. It's um, you know they're, they're they're not trying to win, but they just stumbled across one last night. Yeah, like Trey said, Celtics Heat tied for sixth. Charlotte, just a game back in the loss column there. Um, So unless the Knicks or the Hawks go on a crazy losing streak here over the next couple weeks, two of those three teams that I just said there, Celtics Heat and Charlotte, uh, they're going to be in the the play-in game. They're going to probably be there in a a 7-8 matchup to to get in, just to be the seventh seed and to avoid having to play another game against the winner of the 9-10 matchup there, Uh, whoever that is. If it's still the Pacers, if it's the Wizards, is it the Bulls, is it the Zombie Raps, uh, who knows. So tough, tough loss. Both pretty ugly, though. Uh, Again, the Warriors game was over uh, very quickly. Uh, But yeah, losing to the the Thunder on a 14-game losing streak that's bad, especially at home. That's bad. Yeah, yeah. I have to agree. That's more embarrassing. All right, our next one, guys. Anthony Simons made his first nine three-pointers to help the Blazers snap a season-high five-game losing streak. 133-112 win over the Pacers. Good news for me and the Pick'em. We'll get to that later. Also last night, Carl Anthony Towns scored 31 points as the Wolves beat the Rockets 114-107 for their third straight victory. First time Minnie has won three in a row since starting 3-0 in the 1920 season. So the question here, a little bit weird, but Lee get us started. Hopefully you can hear us still. More surprising, Anthony hit nine straight three-pointers or the Wolves putting together a three-game win streak here in late April? What yeah, I have to go with I have to go with Anthony Simons because what he did by hitting those nine threes and in fact that stretch over a few games was thirteen consecutive. Uh, that's only been done three times in history. Shake Milton did it. Terry Mills and Brent Barry did it. Yeah, so, both. And, yeah, so I, I, I go with that. And I also docked the Timberwolves one point because it was the Rockets, but their first two wins were against the Jazz. So they, you know, that's yeah. that's impressive. But I sort of thought this could be the game as well that the Wolves just like fall asleep against the Rockets. They didn't, so they win. But Anthony Simons, I mean, uh, this is a guy who's not a bad three-point shooter. Uh, and I think the Blazers do have high hopes for him. He hasn't necessarily lived up to those at this point. But he was knocking in those shots with confidence. They were looking for him. Uh, and the Blazers needed, uh, you know, considering how badly they've playing lately, 
they needed someone to come out there and give them a bit of a spark. Lillard was much better last night. He looked much healthier. But to get a, a bonus like that from uh, Anthony Simons, I think, was great. So finished with a career-high 27 points, four rebounds, shot the ball with uh, great confidence. And again, if he can provide some sort of uh, production consistently off the bench for them. That'll be a big boost for them because I think they do need uh, a guy like that to help spread the floor. So I'm going with that. Congrats to the Wolves. When you first said uh, their first win- three-game win streak since 1920, I thought you were having a bit of a joke that it's been uh, 100 <laughs> right. years here. The 1920 but, uh, season. Yes. yes um, but, uh, <laughs> but yeah, I, I think just because it was a rocket, basically any other team, and I would have gone probably okay. with the Timberwolves, but uh, it was the Rockets. So, uh, but well done to the uh, Timberwolves for winning three in a row. Okay, Trey, same question, of course. What you got with this? More surprising. Simons with the nine straight three-pointers made there, like he was Clay Thompson, or the Wolves winning three straight? I think it's got to be the nine threes, just because, like Lee's saying, the list of people who have done it, not very long. Uh, <laughs> so to get it from Anthony Simons, uh, exciting stuff. The guy's their current dunk contest champion. There's always the question... Who could win a dunk contest in a three-point contest? They make nine straight. Maybe Anthony Simons is in the mix. Also on that Portland game, uh, I predicted a a beef last night. Didn't happen. Mm. Though, the Blazers did crush it on the boards. And Ennis Cantor had 14 rebounds in 15 minutes. That's a roast beef slider. (laughs) <laughs> you know, a little smaller roast beef. He had nine offensive rebounds, but he was being very honest. He tweeted after the game, y'all are crazy. I'm not missing shots on purpose to get more <laughs> offensive rebounds. I love it. This guy is very cognizant of his beefs, but yeah, I'm a little bit more surprised by uh, by a nine three-point game, especially making the first nine of them than I am by a team who, you know, you see these teams at the end of a season. Sometimes it's, uh, it's the Timberwolves this year. They've got their three-game winning streak. The Kings did it last year, put together a nice streak. Yeah. Once the games don't matter, it can be a little easier to win those games when you're a bad team. You just got to come out and actually play hard. And credit to the Timberwolves, they are coming out and playing hard. And Towns is balling right now. So a nice win for the Timberwolves. We just need to see it in, you know, the first two months of the season, like you were saying the other day, Skeets. Yeah, I heard the Daily Ding talking today, Lee, uh, on their podcast this morning about just like you, loving D'Angelo Russell coming off the bench. Uh, it's an expensive player to be coming off the bench, but, you know, he flourished in that role with Brooklyn at times and uh, so far so good with Minnesota because he's coming off again and, and had another great game, I thought. Yeah, I, I just don't think he's in that sort of super elite level of point guard in the league to start, but coming off, I can definitely see a Jamal Crawford, Lou Williams type guy yeah. just comes out there and scores, you know, because he's and not a great... And still plays a ton of minutes. That's the yeah, thing. Yeah. It's like Rubio um, sort of starts, sets the table a little bit, and then, yeah, he comes in, yeah. And I, I think you could make the case as well, he's a better distributor than both of those guys as well. Like, is he, he does pass the ball, he moves it around, but he's got that shot. So I, I can see that yeah. being a role that he would thrive in. But again, if that, when someone sort of said to him, we want you to come off the bench, I'm not sure how he would take that as a full-time thing. But, right. uh, you know, something something there for sure. He, he's, he looks comfortable in that role. Simons, by the way, I checked it. He was shooting 42.4% from three on the season, heading into last night's game. He left that win over the Pacers, shooting 44.4%. So a nice little bump there. Uh, hit nine uh, out of 10, I guess, will help you. Um, I didn't realize he had been shooting that well, like overall from the floor. Mm. I know he's not, uh, he's not Steph Curry in terms of like pure attempts out there, but I remember you and I, Trey, a long time ago. I don't even know how long ago at this point, but like on this very podcast, debating like... <laughs> Whether you would include Simons in a trade, like when we were talking about the Blazers maybe trying to shake things up, get another star in there, and 
he was a bit of a holdup, right? It's like he looks promising at times. You see the flashes. Uh, he's super young, of course, even still. And this was, again, uh, a couple years ago, I think, when we were debating it. And we were torn on like, yeah, what do you mean? Like, I remember you saying like, come on, you're putting Simons in a lot of these deals if you're getting like a star, star player back. But maybe, you know, the Blazers see something in them, of course. And it's tough to always give up on a, on a young, young talent that you've drafted and, and are trying to groom. He just can't do it consistently yet. But yeah, look, hitting nine threes is pretty special. So maybe he'll, uh, he'll turn it on here down the stretch. And honestly, maybe with the way the Blazers' season has gone and the way that their franchise has gone over the past couple of seasons, maybe you do hang on to Simons and C.J. McCollum is the guy who yeah, yeah. is traded. You would think that C.J. being in his prime, being, you know, on the fringes of all-star conversations for the past couple of seasons, perhaps he is able... Uh, to bring back uh, a bigger return in whatever packages, because he would certainly be the the star of that package. You imagine that the Blazers are going to have one of these two guys, because Damian Lillard, he's locked in as your backcourt guy. So if the Blazers ever decide to make some changes to the look of their team, I could see either Simons or McCollum being the guy. And it kind of at that point, it'll depend on what the team they're trading with is more interested in. Yeah. You, you want a young guy who could develop into a CJ McCollum, or do you want the current McCollum? Let me know. Give me a call. Yeah, good point. Uh, as for that Wolves-Rockets game, that was a, a big game in terms of the bottom of the Western Conference standings. So Minnesota, with the win, improved to 19-44. and 44. They're three and a half games up on Houston. Houston, I believe Tass had it on what you need to know today. They basically are locking themselves into a 50% chance of keeping their pick because they have to be top four. That pick is protected. Um, and that's right now, being the worst record in the league, would be their chances, 50% of staying within there. Of course, Minnesota has their own protections on picks uh, with the Wiggins trade and whether or not they keep that, we'll see. But the Rockets are a cool four and 37 since February 4th. Wow. Again, four. coach of the year to Steven Silas. I mm -hmm. believe he deserves it. This episode is brought to you by Michelob Ultra, the official beer sponsor of the NBA. Want to get closer to the game than ever before? Michelob Ultra Courtside is giving fans the chance to win exclusive NBA prizes and experiences like official gear, courtside seats to an NBA game, and more. Head over to MichelobUltra.com courtside to learn more. Looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7, U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day, or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human and customer service at any time. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. Our next one. Had some big games from Giannis, from Luka. You know, Lillard, like you said, Lee, had a, had a bit of a, um, a breakout game. He looked a little bit Damian Lillard-like from months ago. But I want to know, because you brought it up yesterday, cause, or was it the day before, talking about Booker and Chris Paul and where are they in the MVP conversation and blah, 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 blah. I am asking it like this. Most likely not at the MVP table. Giannis, Luka, and Lillard. Or Lillard. So we have decided that they're... Now, it's usually top five votes for MVP. I think we've decided there's like six people at our MVP table because that's just a nice number for a table. You get a nice round table. Everybody's talking. Everybody's sharing drinks. But of those three, Lou, yeah, Ali, mm. which one is not going to be at the MVP table? That's tough because we all agree that it's Jokic and Bede and Curry are three. And, and let's just say it's, let's say it's only five, like uh, five no-dunks guys out having pizza and wine. Who's not there? Well, I'm going to start with who is there. 
and I think Giannis does put himself in there because I think uh, his numbers and the fact that he came into the season basically having to convince everyone that uh, he can still win it because we, we sort of said, there's no way you can win it this year. Mm-hmm. But he's been great. They have the better record. His numbers are still fantastic. So when I look deeper into Luca and Lillard this morning, it's basically impossible to split these guys in terms of their numbers. Both have played 56 games. Okay. Both average, so Doncic, Doncic averages 28.6, Lillard 28.3. Yep. Lillard shoots 43% from the floor, uh, Doncic 48, but Lillard shoots better from three at 37 versus 35, or 36 really, if you want. Uh, Lillard's much better at the line. In terms of rebounds, that's Doncic clearly. Uh, in terms of assists, it's Doncic again by one assist. So then if you look at the record, well, the, uh, the Blazers are one game back <laughs> of the uh, Dallas Mavericks. Right. So... Um, you know, it's basically a flip of the coin between those two. I will just choose Luca simply because uh, his numbers are a teensy tiny bit better across the board, and he has one extra win over Lillard. That's what. I, that's what. <laughs> okay, I so mean, Lillard because, is not at the MVP table. I, I mean, I, like I had to find, I had to yeah. find, uh, you know, something to to do and to to split them. And Lillard potentially, as we are today, misses out on the playoffs completely. Luca would be in the playoffs, right. so I'm giving Luca. At the tiniest, tiniest bump out of those two. But I, th- I think Giannis, honestly, has done enough to get himself in that conversation. Okay. Uh, the Bucks are still making, even though it's a less likely charge now for that uh, number one spot. I mean, there's three and a half games back of the Nets. I don't think they get them. But if they do, and again, their record's only four games, I believe, better than uh, than the Dallas Mavericks. So it's not as though they're, they're you know, 10 yeah. games up on them. But that's it. I mean, it was very, very difficult to find a, uh, a reason why one of them would be convincingly ahead of the other out of the two guards there, the backcourt players. But uh, I just went with Luca because I thought if, if the playoffs started today, that great word there, that great uh, cliche, the Mavericks are in and the Blazers are not necessarily in. <laughs> okay. Trey, most likely not at this MVP table. Giannis, Luca, or Lillard? Who is, uh, who's being kicked aside? I think Lee nailed it. That's exactly my pick as well. Giannis, he's in. He's uh, at the James Harden level right now where you're going to have to find a reason to keep him out (laughs) of your top five because, I mean, the stats are crazy. He's putting up uh, the same kind of numbers he put up last year as an MVP and Defensive Player of the Year, but the Bucs seem to have a little bit less desire to be the best team in the league during the regular season, but I still think Giannis is there. And I'm going with Luca over Lillard there for the last spot at my table uh, because of the rebounds. Uh, Lee mentioned it. You know, he's so far ahead on rebounds. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> to me, if you ask this question in February, you got Lillard over Doncic. But Doncic has been playing a little bit better than Lillard during the stretch run of the season here. Uh, whereas Luca kind of struggled out of the gate. He wasn't shooting a great percentage from three, but obviously that has turned around over the course of the season. It's probably going to come down to that last number, though, Lee, the wins. Right now, the yeah. Mavericks are ahead, so I've got Luca ahead as well. Yeah, bad, bad timing here for Lillard in having his worst stretch of the season, no doubt. Uh, again, decent game last night against the Pacers, but prior to that, had not been shooting the ball well, had been really, really, really struggling for him. Um, you know, he was, like you said, Lee, what's he average? Like 28 per game, basically. It was over the last little stretch, he was averaging like 22. Yeah. For Lillard, that's like, ugh, that's, that, that's not good. So I think you guys got this one right. Um, I think Giannis is in there. I think Luka is just ahead of Lillard right now. Um, but damn, league's looking pretty good when Lillard... Having the season he had, very likely will not... I don't even know... I guess Lillard's going to still be top 10 when it's all said and done in terms of votes. Maybe he probably slips in there, but like we, like Booker and Chris Paul are in the mix here. And, uh, you know, 
Who knows? I think a lot of the Nets guys have missed too many games to maybe uh, warrant enough votes. Same with LeBron, of course, but we'll see here. All right, final one. This one's a weird one, guys, but just stick with me. The Golden State Warriors have become the first professional sports team to launch an NFT collection. They decided to create digital championship rings to commemorate each of the team's six NBA titles, as well as uh, digital ticket stubs from some of their most iconic games. If you're joining us on the stream team or you're watching this on YouTube, we're showing you this uh, pretty slick website, if I'm being honest here, that you're going to be able to go bid on this stuff, these NFTs, non-fungible tokens. The rings there spinning away. Oh, what's that one's opening? What's Whoa, going on? look at that. Like, I forgot about that part. Yes, yeah, very, very cool. The last warrior's ring comes apart and turns into a spaceship. Yeah, so, and uh, then there's like a weird super ring there with all of them. My goodness. So, <laughs> so, <laughs> so there's this, there's this. Okay, that's good enough, JD. And then in completely unrelated news, Josh Giddy. A six foot eight Australian playmaking guard is entering the 2021 NBA draft. Giddy is the, uh, I believe, is the number 13th prospect right now, according to ESPN's top 100 rankings. Could cl- climb higher in the lottery here. A lot of people are in love with his game. Gifted passing guard, Lily. He's got a got a flair for the spectacular. Woj wrote, I saw. So <laughs> just like again, my mate. Yeah, this is weird, right? We got these Warriors NFTs. We got uh, an Australian going into the draft. What, what's what's the tie that brings it all together? Well, come on. Look, Trey's always talking about NFTs. Lee's always talking always. about his Aussie guys. So, what's the bigger no dunks news? The Warriors launching an NFT collection or Australian Josh Giddy entering the NBA draft? What you got? TK, get us started. I'm sure Lee is giddy about Josh. <laughs> yeah. But these Warriors NFTs are fire skeets. The first digital championship ring, they actually look cool, like yep. you're saying. I love seeing it spinning there. Uh, you actually get to see the old-timey rings. Uh, I was flipping through these on my phone earlier. Isla was looking. She's like, what's that one? It was the first championship that's just like a basketball with a tiny little diamond on the top. <laughs> Quite the glow-up for the NBA over the past 70 years. I I'll love say. the utility with these, though. The number ones get actual replicas of the championship <laughs> ring. And uh, we saw it earlier. There's the Thanos ring. That's there. Combines all six Warriors rings. You put it in, snap, they win another championship. And you get a one-of-one actual ring. Right now, the bid is at 10 ETH, which is about $27,000. Wow. I hope that's Guy Fieri getting in on that one, personally. (laughs) Gotta be a Warriors super fan to be rocking the Thanos ring. But the real reason I love these, there's another NBA team out there with six titles. I've got a little Uh, bit of interest here in the Warriors rings. I was there for the clincher in 2015 and 2018, so I could be tempted there, but I would have immense interest in a Bulls version of this should they ever come out with something similar. So I'm happy to see somebody blazing the trail here. Yeah, okay. And uh, doing it in style, I believe, too. It really looks cool. It looks good. I like the ticket stubs, too. I mean... Uh, I can't remember I shared this before. I, I went on a weird eBay run about a decade ago where I was, like, purchasing old NBA ticket stubs. Uh, not really sure why, but I have them all, and, like, they're just really random. But I just thought they looked cool. I was going to, like, do something with them, like, turn them into an art piece. I never did. But anyway, these are showing you again here, these uh, these virtual ticket stubs. Um I, I did notice they didn't have a. They had the final uh, regular season game played in the Oracle, but I couldn't find the re, uh, final playoff game played in the Oracle. <laughs> That's that surprising to me. Yeah, I was trying to find that as a Raptors fan, <laughs> but I couldn't locate it on the website. Maybe that you have to unlock it somehow. Anyway, Lee, 
Trey's uh, going with the NFT collection here from the Warriors. What about you, though? Bigger <laughs> no-dunks news. You going with your Aussie mate? Well, just before I get to that, I think if people see what the Warriors do, I think the Bulls are absolutely going to do it as well. I mean, it seems like it's money for nothing for teams to produce this stuff. So uh, I think they're going to do it and then everyone will start producing it. But uh, yeah, I'm going with Josh Giddy because uh, his dad is another guy who I watched as a kid playing for the Melbourne Tigers with Andrew Gaze. Warwick Giddy was his dad. And um, Gazy he and Giddy, who could forget? Yeah, well, Giddy was uh, he was a nuts and bolts fan. He was, yeah, <laughs> he was uh, he was the guy, the junkyard dog of the Melbourne Tigers team. You know, scrappy guy. Um, you know, uh, so I have to be honest, I haven't seen much of Josh. I've seen the odd highlight here and there, so I have no idea if he's going to be uh, a good player or not. But the fact that he's projected to go fairly high tells me that uh, he's got some game out there. So. It's incredible when I see so many of these guys going back, you know, to Dante Exum, you know, Ben Simmons, Jared Utoff. He had a cup of coffee in the league. I don't know where he is these days. So many of these guys, I watch their dads playing, and now they're much better than their dads. They're playing in the NBA. It's uh, it's incredible. Jonah Bolden was another one who was there with the Sixers there for a while. So uh, it's wild, man. It's just, it's like, and, and the thing is, Warwick Giddy, like, he played 30 years ago. So he must have waited, I guess, until the end of his uh playing career to have any kids because um you know josh must only be 18 or 19 and, and warwick he hasn't played in 20 years i'm sure in the nbl so uh i guess he just was like yeah i'm getting my playing career done and uh and then i'm going to start a family i don't know man maybe he's got some brothers i don't know but uh <laughs> it's just wild man like the nbl the nbl had a boom time in the early 90s in australia and now we're seeing you know like brett brown was the coach of one of the teams you know i right. mean it's wild stuff well, just think so, about yeah. it, Lee. People are going to be saying something similar in 30 years when uh, Little O, when Oscar's got his own podcast talking about <laughs> popes. And like, oh, my God. That's the, son, that's the son of Lee Ellis. That's the guy with all the yeah. pencils. Yeah. Well, he started shooting on the big hoop here, too, at home. So, uh, Whoa. He knocked in. Yeah, he knocked How's in. How's the form uh, look? He, well, he needs a little bit of work, but he knocked in a career high. He had a career high 16 makes the other day in one day. So, um Wow. You know, oh, he shot like 400 times, but, uh, you know, <laughs> volume yeah, he had two, yeah, he had two in a row. And, uh, and, and like his big brother said, but when they have a swish, they call them freshers. So he had a couple of freshers there that he was pretty excited for. So, uh, yeah, maybe something's on its way there. Who knows? Yeah. It, it'll be funny if one represents Canada and the other represents America at the Olympics and they go against each other. <laughs> well, that'd be a great awesome. Battle. Oh, that'd be fantastic. Yeah. What, would, what, yeah. would Dickie, what would Dickie even do? What would grandpa ah, do? Ah, he would He'd just, just be, be happy. On the side. He'd be like, He'd um, be... wasn't it the Currys did that when the Blazers played the Warriors in the in a playoff series? That that's right. Like yeah. Dad wore the one jersey, Mom wore the other jersey. I think that's right. Yeah, Dad would probably uh, he would probably coach one for the first half and the other one for the second half oh. and uh, just say just pass it around. That's what I remember when Dad used to coach us. Just pass it around. Everyone just pass it around. Keep <laughs> everyone involved. Ah, uh, okay, excellent. All right, well, that's uh, that's what you got. Again, weird one there to end with, but let's hear from everybody out there in the stream team. Drop your answers in the YouTube comments. Heck, tweet at us if you want, if you're listening to the podcast. What you got there with all four of those? Okay, I pitched to it earlier. It's been a while. Time for some top five fun. Top five, top five, top five. Top five, top five, top five. Top five. Yeah. Top five, TK. What what are we what are we working with here today? Oh yeah, it's been a minute, Skeets. I don't even remember the last top five. Uh, but what are we working with today? We're working off of a tweet from Antoine Azarad, who tweeted us and said, "You guys talked about the different Porter Juniors on yesterday's Daily Show. Uh, Otto Porter Jr., Kevin Porter Jr., Michael Porter Jr. Every Porter in the league right now is a junior." 
So Antoine says, how about a junior top five? Who in the history of the league has been the best junior? The name has to include junior. No former player sons. I will be skirting that part of the rule a little bit, but I think you guys will agree that it's legit. Um, Okay. But these will be your top five juniors. But first we will start. Wearing junior on the jersey is a pretty recent phenomenon. Uh, As far as I can tell, there are 17 players who have ever actually had junior on the back of their jerseys per basketball reference. Take, for instance, Mike Conley. He's Mike Conley Jr. We remember his dad from the Olympics. He came into the league as Mike Conley Jr., but he's worn Mike Conley on Mm. his jersey. Well, he's just worn Conley, actually. Uh, (laughs) But you get it. Uh, Nonetheless, you guys want to try and name the 17 players who have had Junior on the back of their jersey? I'll give you the ones that you certainly won't get. Walt Lemon Jr., only Bulls fans will get that one, had three 20-point games. Vernon Carey Jr. is the only active guy that I think would be a tough one. Uh, He's played, uh, you know, almost 20 games, I think, for the Charlotte Hornets. But sure, give me me a quick run through here. Okay, well. Jaron Jackson. Yep, yep. good. Uh, So, Porter Jr. Yep, all of them. Yeah, all three. That's yeah. three, yeah. Um, uh, well, four, well, is there um, uh, um, Jonte Porter? No, he's not a junior. He's the one that's not. Never mind. Right. Okay, so, three. Gary um, Trent. Gary Trent nice. Jr., good one. Yeah, yeah. Oh, man. Uh, Skeets, uh, you love yeah. this guy. You love this guy. You think he's going to go for 50 every time we ask the question. Oh, Tim Hardaway. There yeah. you go. How nice, about this nice. guy? Maybe the most handsome guy in the league, but not a great three-point shooter. Uh, he's got his own oasis, and this is a guy who came into the league with a junior. You don't hear it as much these days. Kelly oh, Oubre Jr. Kelly oh, Oubre. Oh, yeah, very handsome, yeah. very handsome. Okay, so the juniors maybe not as memorable as I was hoping for you guys. <laughs> not really? Um, there's a lot of them uh, out there, though, so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to skip this. I'm going to skip this. We're going to go straight to our top five juniors because you guys are letting me down a little bit, to yeah, be sorry. completely honest. Like, where are you with Wendell Carter Jr.? Skeets, come on, oh, Derek no, Jones yeah. Jr. You love Derek yeah. Jones Jr. Troy Brown Jr. TBJ. Ooh. Come on. Come on, guys. That's Anyways. a good one. I wouldn't have got that one. Your top five juniors. Here they are. At number five, J.R. Ryder. Mm. Drafted as a J.R., eventually started going by Isaiah. His name was Isaiah Ryder Jr., a good scorer. Eventually got a ring with the Lakers, even though he wasn't on the playoff roster. Pretty troubled guy off the court. Mm. But he makes this list solely because of timing. We saw that crazy near miss from Joel Embiid a week ago. Would have been an all-time legendary make. J.R. Ryder has one of the league's best random makes in history. Yep. This is on his Wikipedia page, just chucking the yeah. ball over his shoulder. Switch. Freshy. <laughs> so fresh on bump day. Look at this. This is a swish yeah. from, what, 35 feet? I think somebody <laughs> called this the play of the decade. <laughs> like, if this is the play of the decade in the 1990s, I will disagree with that, but it is certainly a memorable shot, and that's the kind of thing where it's like, We've got the Devin Harris half quarter. Yep. We've got that crazy shot um, from Isaiah J.R. Ryder. And Beads would have fit in perfectly there. Oh, yeah. Rex Chapman. Rex Chapman's got one, yeah. I think, as well. That's a, that's a crazy make like that. So that is why J.R. Ryder is making the list okay. here. I didn't know he was Isaiah Ryder Jr. I'd never had put that together, that that's where the J.R. Ryder came from. <laughs> didn't know that. Yep. Okay. Yep, yep. Learning things here. All right. At number four. Uh, Antoine said no NBA sons, but I got to include one. At number four, Jaron Jackson Jr. 
I'm yep. going with JJJ for a couple of reasons here. Number one, when the J becomes part of your nickname, I think that's big. Yep. And JJJ's got it twice because people call him JJJ, people call him Triple J, and he ain't Jeff Jarrett. I love it. <laughs> Number two, I think he is the junior in the league right now who is the, this sounds weird, who is the most better than his dad. Tim Hardaway, Larry Nance, Kenyon Martin, Glenn Rice. You're taking the dads in those scenarios at yeah. this point. I think Gary Trent Jr., kind of debatable. Mm. Close, close. Yeah, it's close. Still just his second season as a known guy in the league, really, Gary Trent Jr. Gary Trent started more games still at this point than Gary Trent Jr. has. I think Jr. will catch senior eventually but right now jaron jackson jr has already caught his dad he started more games than journeyman jaron jackson there's another triple j for you and that's with jaron jackson jr missing a huge chunk of this season as well so that's your number four jjj awesome i love it at number three jr reed aka Mm. herman reed jr why no reason. Literally no reason. I just thought J.R. Reed was very cool back in the day. Played for UNC, yes. played for the Hornets, had a flat top. He's like just a 90s yeah. guy who I always thought was cool. Yeah. I remember uh, every once in a while when when you're popping packs, Lily, you would get a yeah, J.R. Yeah. Reed, and we would always get very yeah. excited yeah. for no reason. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. He, he definitely was one of those early 90s, like, fit the Charlotte Hornets sort of, like, cool guy style didn't really have the career that I thought he was going to have, though, because he was a big uh, college prospect, I think. I think he got drafted fairly high, if I remember correctly. Uh, J.R. Reed, yeah, he went fifth overall in the 89 yeah. draft. Yep. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, and I think uh, he's like 11 points a game over his first three seasons, because uh, I went back and yep, looked, and I was thinking, right. I don't know, he must have scored 20 a game for me to have this uh, image of J.R. Reed in my head. Nope, but nope. he was very cool. So he comes in at number three. At Hold no- on, his name was Herman? Herman Reed Jr. (laughs) Wow, I didn't know that. And if I'm not mistaken, his dad is a former NFL player, actually. Oh, okay. So Uh, there you go. I can't fact check you for that one, but yeah, I'll take your word. Yeah. Yep, yep. At number two, Michael Porter Jr. He comes Mm. in at number two because the junior has become part of his nickname as well, MPJ. I almost called him MPB&J, but it's just MPJ is the nickname. We're living in the age of juniors on the jersey and since he's the best one right now i got him ranked highest amongst active players y'all think that's fair yeah sure i think so i got no problem with that all right all right excellent at number one i'm sure you've already guessed it at this point jr smith Mm. jr smith i know what you're thinking wait a second here isn't he earl smith the third not even a junior well i disagree jd junior smith Junior <laughs> Smith. <laughs> wow, it's been a while. It's been a while. I hope you're listening, Matteo. My man loved Run for the Cube or whatever it was called <laughs> back in the day. What a way back playback. Junior Smith. Smith. But that's who all the people wanted to come wanted to come in number one on the top five juniors list. So we had to give it to him, even if he's not technically a junior. Close enough. Roll it one more time, please, JD. Junior Smith. Junior Smith. <laughs> still perfect. Yeah. <laughs> it's still so good. Early basketball internet uh, was a little different. You can yeah. get, you know, 500,000 views just from saying a name <laughs> hilariously. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm trying. Oh, I feel like Mike Dunleavy had a really good. He was a junior too. Oh, he was a junior. Yeah. good one. So a lot of MDJ. people on the stream team are saying, "Where the hell is Steph Curry?" 
isn't he a junior? Wardell. But he's not a junior, I don't think. Isn't no, he? A, he no. goes by uh, number two, I think. He is. He's a second. Yeah. yeah. He's a yeah. second. So, yeah, there's technicality yeah. Well, for Well, that's you. the thing. Uh, if you throw junior into basketball reference, which was my first stop on this journey, you get all the, the juniors out there. The most surprising to me, I would say probably the best junior in NBA history, Irvin Johnson Jr. You wow. may know him better as Magic. Wow. So, I He's mean, a there's a lot of juniors out there. It's also very funny. If you search for J.R. period in basketball reference, what do you think is the very first name that comes up? J.R. period? Like, that's in, like, yeah, like on the back of a jersey you would see, see you know? Yeah. Uh, well, J.R. Reed or something like that? I don't know. You would think it would be somebody who's a junior, but it's actually Rodney Stuckey because one of his <laughs> nicknames is Curtis Jackson Jr. Because uh-huh. oh. everybody thought he looked like 50 Cent. Yeah, back in the day. yeah. right, yeah. right, right, right. Okay. Man, just dropping mad facts here with this top five. Here's a question. Who's the greatest junior in all of sports, Lily? Who gets that honor? Ked Griffey Jr.'s gotta be high on that list. Uh, Is there anyone in the tennis world or cricket world or race car driving world? That, you know? uh, I mean, they don't uh, instantly come to mind because I just don't think of any... Um I mean, I don't. Junior I, Seahow, I, oh, yeah, that's a good I, one. I, I, yeah. I don't like this person at all. But Floyd Mayweather's a junior. I oh, believe. is he? Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Um, I think it's Ken Griffey, by the way. Ken Griffey's good. I was actually <laughs> yeah. a little nervous to do this. I was watching a baseball game over the weekend, and Tim Kirkjian did his uh, top juniors in wow. baseball history because you know, the, like you're saying, Ken Griffey Jr., uh, Fernando Tatis Jr., Ronald Acuna Jr., like some of the biggest stars in baseball yep. are juniors, but. I continued watching this game, and just like I'm seeing in the stream team here, the suggestions for juniors are ridiculous. Like, this guy, Tim Kirkjian, is like, oh, and now I got Junior Felix texting me saying, where's Junior Felix oh, on your Junior list? Junior Felix, hey, oh, the Blue Jays. Come on, and now we got people suggesting Dale Earnhardt Jr., Carlos Sainz mm. Jr. Oh. Somebody hit me with an Al Unser Jr. to really make <laughs> me feel great. Uh, there are a lot of juniors out there. As it turns out, if your dad was a professional athlete, you might get some good genes here. You might yeah. be able to make yep. it to the mm. league as well. Mm. Mm. Uh, mm. A lot of people saying, uh, Lili, I can't believe you didn't say this. Neymar is a junior. Brazilian yeah. soccer player. Yeah, he is. Again, it's, it, but he doesn't, doesn't really go, go by, by that. It? Nah, you not know. really. Nah. Like there was a junior Murray who played cricket for the West Indies, but that was his name. He wasn't a junior. He wasn't Junior Murray Jr. <laughs> yeah. Roy Jones uh, Jr. No. Yeah, wasn't there a Canadian yeah. baseball player named Stubby? Oh, yeah, stubby clap. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Nothing will ever beat that to me. Nah. Because, yeah, like, uh, you know, I immediately think of the stubby uh, beer bottle. Yeah, 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 uh, yeah. Oh, yeah, you had those in Australia for sure. Yeah, yeah. We had, a, uh, we had a Australian rules football player called Willie Dick. Oh! That was his <laughs> Willie Dick. Was he good? Nah, not that good, nah. Great nah, name, though. He played with, in the way. Yeah, he played with Shea Cockatoo Collins. <laughs> wow. Yeah. The Cockaboys. Oh, great. Okay. Awesome. Uh, the facts keep coming here. Great top five. Uh, let TK know, though, who he missed, uh, either in the NBA world of juniors or just the entire sports world. Let us know in the comments below. Help us defeat the algorithm as we do so.
You know, if I would have applied myself, I could have gone to the NBA. You think so? Yeah, I think so. But it's just like, it's been done. You know, I didn't want to, I was like, I don't want to be a follower. Hi, I'm Jason Concepcion. And I'm Shay Serrano. And we are back. We have a new podcast from Wondery. It's called Six Trophies. Woo! And it's the f-ing best. Each week, Shay Serrano and I are combing through all the NBA storylines, finding the best, most interesting, most compelling stories, and then handing out six pop culture themed trophies for six basketball related activities. Trophies like the Dom- Dominic Toretto, I live my life a quarter mile at a time trophy, which is given to someone who made a short-term decision with no regard for future consequence. Or the Christopher Nolan Tenet trophy, which is given to someone who did something that we didn't understand. Catalina Wine Mixer trophy. Ooh, the Lauren Hill, you might win some, but you just lost one trophy. And what's more, the NBA playoffs are here, so you want to make Six Trophies your go-to companion podcast through all the craziness. Follow Six Trophies on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. Listen ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus. As you've probably heard by now, we've teamed up with BetMGM this season. We'll be using BetMGM lines to make all of our picks, and we'll have special offers for our listeners each week. If you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC, and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager with BetMGM. Here's how it works. Download the BetMGM app and sign up using bonus code THEATHLETIC. Make your first deposit of at least $10, place your first bet on any game, and claim your voucher for a one-year subscription to The Athletic. See BetMGM.com for terms. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., Mississippi, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Available in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 in New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. 1-800-327-5050 in Massachusetts. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-981-0023 in Puerto Rico. First bet offer for new customers only in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Don't forget, if you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager. Lee, it's time for Tweet Mm. of the Night. Mm. Tweet of the Night. Wow. Twitter. What do you got, Lee? Yeah, well, I've got a video to play, but it actually works okay for the audio fans as well, the audio listeners, because it is just audio. You don't really have to see it. And it comes from uh, Chris Hayes from All In With Chris last night uh, on NBC. He had Dr. Anthony Fauci on, and uh, they were talking a little hoops out there. You and I have talked about a timeline before, um, uh, specifically around the thing that I missed probably the most uh, of uh, of pre-COVID life, which is playing uh, pickup basketball indoors with people. Um, and, and we talked about the safety of that. You had at one point said, look, we're looking a winter uh, of 2021, sometime in that November, December range that, uh, you know, we could, you and I can maybe play a little pickup or, you know, uh, I could play pickup. I don't know. It depends on if you're still game. Point being, uh, are we are we closer now, given the rate that we've been vaccinating yes. at? If you're vaccinated and I'm vaccinated, we can play a pickup game tomorrow. I'll probably destroy you, but that's okay. <laughs> but we could play a pickup game tomorrow. <laughs> so, you know, uh, the, Anthony Fauci's done a great job there uh, guiding America out of this uh, chaos. I mean, there's still a long way to go. But, you know, when there's a little bit of trash talk, that means we might be a little bit closer to uh, running again on Wednesday night. So, mm. uh 
That's great, isn't it? Everyone just loves basketball. They love talking the smack more than even getting out on the court. Sure. I think we're close. It's part so, of basketball uh, culture, isn't it? Um, yeah, Chris Hayes. I think he's a Knicks fan as well. I think Chris Hayes. So he's, uh, if he is, he's, he's probably riding high right yeah. now. I, yeah. I'd have to fact check that, but I think I've seen him tweet about the Knicks before. But uh, yeah, so uh, So Dr. hold on, Fauci. important part there. Dr. Fauci says, if we're vaxxed to the max, that's a key part. Like, okay, if, if I've got both my doses, you got yours, yep. Trey's got his. So... Like, do you think we're going to be going to, to pick up runs here in the near future, but you're going to have to show your vaccination card? I wouldn't mind doing that. I'd be happy to do that. <laughs> right. I, I mean, I wouldn't. I wouldn't. I like, mean, I guess if you're playing with friends, you either just like yeah. can take them at their word. But, uh, yeah. you know, you pick up runs, you get a bunch of strangers showing up or yeah. friends of friends yeah. and stuff like that. I'm just yeah. like, I'm literally wondering out loud, is that where we're going to get with this? Like, uh, yeah. All right. I noticed uh, the court up the road from my place. They've actually got the hoops back up on the outside, yeah, outside yeah. court. So, uh, you know, I think that's probably where I would start first. But, um, yeah, I mean, it's one of those things. Like, I wouldn't I wouldn't be offended if someone said, you can come and play, you just got to bring your vaccination sure. card. Sure, sure, sure. Okay, no worries. That's fine. But, okay. you know, there'll be people out there, oh, you're infringing on my civil rights. Like, oh, come on, man. Just get vaccinated, <laughs> then you can go and play. That's all we're asking. Just... <laughs> Who do, you, so, who do you have in a one-on-one game, though? You or Fauci? That's what I want. Well, uh, I hope it's Fauci. I mean, if he's talking trash in prime time, he's got to back it up. So, uh, <laughs> yeah. Let's get him on the show. If he, let's just see just he, how, uh, how good he, his basketball uh, he, I mean, I don't know this for sure. I feel like he's a tiny guy, right? Yeah, I think so. But, hey, yeah. that's all right. Schumann, Schumann's a tiny guy, but Schumann gets inside. Why are you doing this? him. Hey, you've well, played against Schumann. He throws his body Schumann's around. Schumann's good. I, yeah, uh, that's what I'm saying. He I don't gets think inside I'd call him tiny. I guess he should. Well, he's, well big Schumann's 5'9". <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, he's short, I guess. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> tiny though? I think tiny. I thought Felchie was like maybe 5'4 or something like that. Am I going, oh, I am I going crazy now with that? I'm looking up Felchie's height. How tall are you, <laughs> You're looking up Someone, if someone... Fauci's height. I'm scrolling Chris Hayes' timeline because oh. I saw a tweet about him. I don't know. He had some NBA tweet recently that I wanted to reference, but I can't find it here. Oh, here we well, go. Here. here we go from last night. Important question. Is Kelly Oubre Jr. the best looking player in the NBA? Discuss. Wow. Maybe. He's very, very handsome. Maybe. There's no, Al Horford is still a sexy man. He's not playing anymore, unfortunately. Um... Fauci, first thing that came up, Lily, 5'7". Okay, so that means he's 5'6". We all know that. And uh, apparently he led his high school basketball team. So this, the, he wow. can hoop. So he's, yeah, he's, he's got a bucket, man. Apparently he's a, he's a bucket. really good basketball player. I'm reading yeah. some article right now. I'm scrolling it, obviously, from like 2020. So, uh, oh, yeah. Yeah, it says right here, 5'7 <laughs> listed, but he's more like 5'5". Five, five. Okay, he's tiny. That's my point. List, listed? Where's this yeah. listed? <laughs> uh, Tony. Wow. Oh, there we go. 58 wow. yearbook. All right. Okay, everybody get vaccinated so we can uh, all play hoops. All right, Lee, I want to see you out on the court soon. We're vaxxed to the max. Let's do it soon here, right? Yeah, I'm uh, done. I'm ready, man. Ready to go. All right. What Good. do you think are the odds that we have uh, Chris Hayes versus Dr. Fauci at halftime of the next All-Star game? <laughs> you know that the NBA loves to bring in some celebs. Uh, they love to do uh, something interesting during an All-Star weekend. We've seen Charles Barkley race Dick Bavetta. We've seen a three-point contest with <laughs> Kevin Hart. Uh, yep. shooting on a tiny hoop. Um, it sounds ridiculous, but I don't think it's outside the realm of possibility that you could see a one-on-one game between Chris Hayes and Dr. Anthony Fauci. <laughs> yeah. 
I don't yeah. think it's that far-fetched. Uh, <laughs> I'm giving Hayes, yeah. I, I think Hayes should win, but uh, maybe because but maybe Fauci's just got the old, outside old man game. Yeah, you know? I think so. I think so, man. He was leading his high school teams. Fantastic. But they, they, but they probably didn't have the three-pointer when he was ooh, in his prime, so ooh. he adopted them. Who knows? He was, he was playing <laughs> his on, prime. Uh, <laughs> on peach baskets, basically, this guy. <laughs> the big old calves of his. Uh, uh, all right. Uh, good good tweet that was a fantastic tweet tonight uh, especially for uh, even all you big fans of audio out there <laughs> works for them too yeah. they can get in on this <laughs> you said pitching to it okay pick up results from last night it was the Blazers in Indiana Portland favored by five and a half had to win by six or more despite being on that five game losing streak and they came through. Pick them. Results brought to you by BetMGM. I forgot to say that part. So I needed it, and I got it. And I'm uh, trying to get back into this thing as we run out of time here in April. I had Portland winning big. Trey had Portland winning big. So I'm 8-11. and 11. I'm in last place right now. But Lee took the L. Tass took the L. So Tass is 11-8. and eight. He's fine. He's in the clear. Trey, those 10-9 and nine now. And Lee, you're 10-9. I'm two games back from both of you guys. It's Wednesday here. We got Wednesday, Thursday, Friday to pick from here for the month of April. So I am technically still alive. Tonight's game, Tass picked it. Hornets, Celtics. Woo! Two teams there uh, trying to stay out of the play-in tournament. Um, both a back-to-back situation because the Hornets lost to the Bucks last night. Celtics obviously lost to OKC. Dort. Boston's favored by seven and a half, gentlemen. Seven and a half points, the Boston Celtics. So uh, Vegas expects them to bounce back. Let's find out who Tass has first here, JD. I've got the Celtics in this one for all the reasons you guys said or didn't say if you're taking the Hornets or are about to say if you haven't talked about them yet. Uh, Way to cover all your bases there, Tass. Smart. Okay, so Boston uh, for Tass by eight or more. Lee, go ahead. Yeah, well, I do expect to bounce back, and I expect Jason Tatum to play. Kemba won't, but uh, I think the Celtics uh, are going to come out. And and they've also got the revenge factor. They lost a pretty big one to the Hornets a week ago, I don't know, Friday or something like that. So I expect Boston to cover that eight points. Wow, okay. TK, this is obviously huge here. Where do you want to go in this Hornets-Celtics game? you got Boston winning by eight or more? I mean, that's a huge line. That's a huge line for a team that has been seriously struggling. What's the deal with Boston Rob Williams? Is that guy going to play? That, to me, is the biggest question because the Celtics really don't put pressure on the rim without him out there. Nonetheless, I'm going to go with the Beantown boys as well. You don't lose. I mean, you don't lose by 30 and then lay a dud the next time out. Oh, my God. I mean, I almost have to take the Hornets if you guys are all taking the Celtics. I mean, I'm getting a big line here against a team in Boston, like you said, that is not playing phenomenal Mm -hmm. basketball. The Hornets are a scrappy bunch, you know, like, I guess, what did they end up losing by last night to the Bucs? It was around eight points or something like that, so it could be one of these close ones. Give me the uh, the, the Charlotte Hornets, though. I'll I'll take them here. I gotta swerve. This basically will decide it. Mm. This will will be big here. I need need the Hornets to cover. They only gotta lose by seven or less, or of course, go get that victory. All right, I'm taking uh, the Hornets. Everybody else has the Bean Town Boys. Big, big game. Can't be, can't wait to tune into that one. That's it for us here with the No Dunks Daily Show. But later today, Beach, step in, putting our toes in the sand to read your emails. Send them in, by the way, nodunksattheathletic.com, or you can tweet them in at nodunksinc. But join us live here on YouTube at 3 p.m. Eastern um, as we read your uh, your questions and comments there on the beach. Always fun. Please like, comment, and subscribe to No Dunks on YouTube. Grab your No Dunks merch over at nodunks.com. And if you haven't already, subscribe to The Athletic. Go to theathletic.com slash nodunks for fantastic 
obviously, um, you know, reporters work on all the NBA teams. Great podcast too, ad free if you want. Have you guys been listening still to the Shattered uh, Knicks podcast on the Athletic? It is fantastic, and there's a great accompanying um, article right now about they got the Sopranos basically back together to pitch LeBron James on coming to New York when he was a free agent before the uh, the decision. It's really cool on the Shattered podcast. Uh, Mike Vorkanoff with the article there too, breaking it all down. Like, where is this lost tape basically? Like, it's Tony Soprano and um, uh, Carmella. What, what's the, Carmela, thank you. Like, got together for this thing. And so people are like, is it canon that Tony is alive at the end of The Soprano? Like, there's this whole thing. Anyway, check it out. Theathletic.com slash no dunks to get your athletic subscription so you can get all the podcasts ad-free and uh, you can obviously get uh, all these fantastic articles. Okay, guys, we'll see you later today. Clipper Bros. You heard it here first. Have a great time. Turn up. Love you guys. Awesome. Thanks for joining us. And remember, have a blessed bump day. Embrace the bump, people. You could stay.